We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Drew Johnson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dalton underscore Trigg. You can find DJ on Twitter at Coach Drew 33. Uh, it is the day before the 2023 NBA draft. The Mavs have the 10th pick in the draft. They have a wide selection of options in front of them. Uh, do they keep the pick? Do they trade the pick? If they do trade the pick, do they need to try and go star hunting or do they need to split their aces so to speak and add more depth you know there, there's a lot of different ways that the Mavs can go with this heading into tomorrow night and that is what uh, DJ and I are going to be talking about today so let's get it rolling hi this is Luka Doncic can he get it away it's time on the step back he does he is he is and the Mavericks have won the game Luka Doncic with a 30 footer to win it at the horn and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. All right, DJ. First oh, things first. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I had to. I had to fix it because the the last one I did, it, it still had uh, Matt in there. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, well, that, that's not going to work. So. Uh, <laughs> So first things first, how are you doing today on this fabulous Wednesday? Oh, I'm lovely. You know, we had the uh, the bug man came out and, you know, did his job. Um, we got hit by a pretty significant hailstorm the other day. Oh, man, it's softball so size hail. It looks like I'm going to have to have a new roof. So, I saw I saw it when that, uh, the picture surfaced on Facebook, and I saw I was like, "That looks like softball size hail. That's ridiculous." Yeah, it was insane. Um, it's really it's really been a full week of South Mississippi weather just being unreal. Like I, I don't know what like it's finally it, it's okay today finally, but I mean it's just mm-hmm. been storm after storm after storm. It makes me wonder what uh what hurricane season is going to be like this year. Whew. There's already one flying around in the Caribbean, I think. I don't know. I if it's anything like what these regular storms have been like lately, uh, we we may be in for a for a long hurricane season. But Ugh. um well, we finally made it, DJ. It's uh 
it's been a long time since the Mavs season ended and they didn't make the playoffs and you know we we made it through the entire postseason and the Denver Nuggets Nikola Jokic they ended up being on top when the dust settled and won their first title ever uh, 47 years in that franchise and it's the first time they ever won a title uh, and now as soon as that ends you know everybody's focus is on the offseason and more specifically the draft because that comes first and then free agency comes a week after that so Tomorrow night is finally the the time we've been waiting for NBA draft. Mavs have the 10th pick. Uh, There have been a handful of rumors going around uh, that the Mavs are, you know, fielding offers for that pick. Uh, They have not ruled out just using the pick outright, which, you know, that's smart. They shouldn't rule that out given the, you know, the prospects that are in this draft. Uh, So, My question is, and I'll give my take on it too, but in your opinion, what do you think the Mavs should do tomorrow night? I mean, should they should they stay at ten and select a guy, and or if you do choose that option, who like who is a prospect that would have to fall, uh, in your opinion, to where it's like, okay, well, we're just going to select him and not trade back and and split our aces, so to speak. I think there is more value in the splitting the aces um, method just simply because there's value all the way down this draft. If we're able to pick up a, uh, a post player who can currently fill the needs that we need them to fill, that lets us off the hook that we have to draft a post player. Um, don't get me wrong. I think Lively's good, but and we've had conversations about this with multiple people, it's probably going to take him a year or two to really make a difference. And we don't have that kind of time. Um, I think it is far more likely that we are able to find value later in the draft that can help us immediately. So I'm really a proponent of, trading away the pick for not just a player, but a player and a uh, later pick. I think it'd be a mistake to get out of the draft entirely. We need to draft somebody. We have to. But I would like to see us turn the 10th pick into potentially two players. It's really funny to see how stuff plays out, like when when guys go through, uh, you know, the pre-draft process. Because I remember, you know, you first started talking to me about lively in like december i think it was mm-hmm. of last year and we were like oh well you know if something happens and the mavs do keep their pick they could trade back into you know the the late 20s or something and draft him and now it's like people are trying to trade up to 10 to select him and it's like man you know his his value really his stock really shot up here in the last handful of weeks so you know it's crazy to see that work but you know, there's a handful of teams that have been rumored uh, to be interested in Lively, you know, trading up and selecting him as high as 10. Uh, I've seen the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, in, in a rumor. They have the 12th pick in draft. I've seen uh, the latest has been uh, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, who have the 21st and the 22nd pick in this draft. Uh, that is probably, you know, I, I – I'm going to talk about that scenario here in a second, but that's probably my favorite tradeback scenario uh, if the Mavs do something, and I, I have my reasons for that. But, you know, uh, the Hawks, 
they might be interested in selecting lively at 10 or another prospect that falls. There's, there's been rumors that, you know, maybe the Mavs can swap pick 10 with Atlanta's pick number 15 and, you know, maybe get Clint Capella in the process. And, uh, you know, I think it was uh, Eric Pincus from uh, Bleacher Report. He said, you know, because the Hawks, they're not wanting to really just get rid of Capella. They want to attach pick number 15 to John Collins. Uh, but Collins' contract is so much that, you know, the Mavs, it wouldn't make sense uh, for them to swap, you know, move down five spots from 10 to 15 and take on Collins' contract. But if you factor Capella into the mix, you know, I could see something where the Mavs get Clint Capella, uh, John Collins, the 15 pick, and then you can do the, the pick swap. I think that would probably be worth it because mm-hmm. then – you automatically upgrade. I mean, I know John Collins isn't a perfect player, uh, but, you know, you automatically upgrade at the four and the five if you mm-hmm. do that, and you still have a top 15 pick. So that's a good option. Uh, the Nets the Nets thing, I think it was Chris Haynes uh, that reported Derek Lively. He, he stopped a, a media availability today to go work out for the Nets. And, you know, given how his value has climbed, it's like, oh, well, why would the Nets be working out lively if he's going to be going in that that 10 to 12 range? And, you know, the Mavs, they've done a deal with the Nets recently. They got Kyrie Irving. Uh, The Nets have those two picks in the early 20s, 21-22. And they have a couple of – they have way too many wings. So my idea – and really I've seen it suggested by a handful of people too, and I I love the idea, is maybe you can work out something to where you trade, say, Tim Hardaway Jr., Davis Bertans, the 10th pick uh, to the Nets, and you get back a couple of 3 and D guys. You bring back Dorian Finney-Smith. You bring in Royce O'Neal, and you get the 21 and the 22 pick. And maybe – I don't. I have to look at how the contracts work, but maybe, you know, if the Nets are interested in Derek Lively that much, what does that mean for Nick Claxton? You know, could he? Could that be expanded into a bigger deal, and you get Nick Claxton somehow too? So, uh, that that would be kind of something that I'm interested in. I think it's more realistic to, you know, say it would say Dorian Finney-Smith, O'Neal, and those two picks, and you know, they do something else with Claxton, but. Uh, that really intrigues me, the the options that are there with the Brooklyn Nets. What do you think about the uh, the Hawks and the Nets options? I got to say, I almost like the Nets option better just because it checks more boxes. The um, depth. But I'm going to tell you what I've heard, and, you know, this is kind of outside of the realm of speculation, and, I mean, you've heard this too, um, that the Suns would be willing to trade eight in a way at uh, – at salary value. Yes. So that is, yes. That would allow us, you know, if we could just get him at salary value, you're, you're more about the trade stuff than I am with the numbers and everything. But, um, you know, if we could make that happen and then Tim Hardaway, June, just for example, <clears throat> and that, that was Mark Stein that reported it. So, I mean, that, that, that has legit, uh, you know, some legitimacy to it. Uh, you know, it is speculation technically, but you know, it's, it's source speculation. Uh, 
And if the Mavs can get DeAndre Ayton, I know his contract isn't good, but shoot. I mean, you, you get a guy like that, a former uh, number one overall pick in the same draft Luca was in for, you know, salary matching and not giving up a, a, a draft pick. I mean, you, you kind of have to do it uh, yeah. because he still has a bunch of potential. He's only 24 years old. Uh, but just for example, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. and say, you know, Maxi Kleba or or not Maxi Kleba or Reggie Bullock, either one of those two, uh, you know, THJ plus one of those two would work financially. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't know. I don't know if the Suns would do that. You know, would they want a player, a younger player like Josh Green, you know, thrown in there? Well, I mean, if you can turn around and make a deal with the Nets to add, you know, those other two 3 and D guys plus some extra draft picks because you're not having to trade away 10 to get Aiton, you know, maybe you can justify trading Josh Green, mm -hmm. even though Green has improved so much and he's still only like 22 years old. But, you know, I I definitely think – and Aiton, the thing with the 10th pick, the Mavs can't technically trade it until they make the selection because of like the stifling rule or whatever. They have to actually select a guy and then they can make a trade. But, you know, with the Aiton situation, if, if that's true, you know, they just want a salary match. The Mavs could do that now. Like we could get off this podcast and there could, <laughs> there could be a notification yep. saying Aiton's a map. So I think you're right. I mean, that, that would be pretty solid. The Mavs, you know, they, they fix their, their center issue before the draft. And then you can kind of look at adding three and D wing depth, you know, improving your size, improving your, uh, you know, your shooting on the perimeter at that, at that three and four position. So, uh, I mean, look, that, there's so many options that, uh, you know, even OKC, I could see some really uh, intriguing options with them too. trading back, getting the 12th pick, you know, one of their, other picks in the draft this year or future picks because they have a million of them. Sam mm -hmm. Presti is insane. He has like a, a pick fetish. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, man. There's so many options. It kind of makes my head spin. And I am not going to let go of this LeBron James thing either because I just – I don't know, man. Everybody – maybe it's just because Lakers fans and media – you know, force the whole Kyrie to late to the Lakers narrative for so long. Maybe I'm just petty mm -hmm. and I just want to stick it back to him as often as I can. Uh, but, you know, I just, I think there's so many reasons for him to want to, you know, play for Dallas. You know, I think as good as the Lakers season was this past year, I think that roster maxed out. I think they peaked. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when it came down to it, they really didn't have a legitimate chance of winning the title. The Nuggets are too good. They can run that team back next year. They're not going to win it. Uh, LeBron is 38 years old. He's going to be a free agent next summer. Um, you know, it's he, he likes Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving has been on the record uh, recruiting him this summer, and LeBron has been rumored to, you know, respond to him and said something to the effect of he'll he'll think about it so you know there's a lot of stuff going on there uh we haven't heard anybody from either side deny those reports so i don't know you you never really know what what's going on in lebron's head so i'm gonna 
hold on to that one too. You know, you never know until uh, until it actually happens. You know, like uh, up until this last week, I didn't think Bradley Beal was going to be on the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, but especially for the package that was traded for him. Uh, but you know, he was recruited heavily by Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, and you know, NBA stars typically get what they want. So mm-hmm. it's it's a matter of what these stars want. Do they want to play with Luca and Kyrie? If they do, they'll find a way to get there. Uh, so DJ, I guess with all this being said, what is your ideal scenario for the draft tomorrow? I mean, what what do you want to see happen? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Like I said, I'd really like to see us turn one pick into two potential players. Um, I want to see us trade for someone that will potentially help our front court needs specifically, just because I think, you know, if there's one thing this draft isn't just overly deep in, and it's the same thing in every other draft in the history of the world, it's in impact immediately impactful front court players. We need that now. So I say change or turn the 10th pick into a potential front court player that can help now. Or two, you know, we've talked about that previously. Um, and also either one or two more picks in this draft. Just because well, of the value down the line. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to turn out for him, but I do. I, I could really see something happening with Atlanta or Brooklyn just because 
they have a track record or we have a track record of making deals with those teams. Mm-hmm. Today is the five year anniversary of uh, the Mavs and Hawks making the, the Luca Trey young trade on draft night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so they, there's a history there. There's a history with the Mavs and the nets now. I mean, typically when front offices have a good relationship with each other, they tend to go back to the well time and time again. And, uh, you know, if, if it fits, I think it'll happen. Uh, I, as much as I would love the Aiton thing to happen, I mean, look, I know people don't like that idea. I think at this point, Aiton is being kind of underrated just because of, you know, how his last couple of postseasons has, have ended. Uh, you know, he hasn't been in a good headspace. Him and Monty Williams uh, clashed together, and Monty Williams is fired now. Uh, you know, but people forget, you know, two years ago, DeAndre Ayton was one of the big reasons that the Suns got to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. He was he was amazing, uh, and he was a huge reason for them getting there. And they, you know, went up 2 nothing and eventually lost to the Bucks. So uh, I think at this point he's kind of being underrated. But if you have a chance to get him and you don't have to give up a pick, you kind of have to do it. Now, I'm kind of skeptical because, you know, the Mavs and Suns are rivals. It's kind of hard for me to see – you know, the Suns just giving him away to the Mavs, to a Western Conference rival. Uh, I think it would probably be more realistic if they sent him east, maybe, you know, to Indiana, for example, for Miles Turner or something like that. You know, I could see that being more of a possibility. Uh, but I'd love to be wrong. I'd love for the Mavs to strike a deal and get that that center position uh, under control before they get to the draft, and then you can work on adding wing depth and uh, some mm. younger guys on cost-controlled contracts. Because that's the thing, you know, you got Jaden Hardy, you got Josh Green. You need to get a couple more guys in there, high-talented young players on rookie deals uh, that you'll be able to control for the foreseeable future. That's key. That's how you, you know, build a, a contender, a true yep. contender. Denver's yep. done it. Uh, the Warriors did it before their dynasty. You, you have to build through the draft. And, I mean, free agency and trades are great, but, you know, that's 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 what it comes down to is how well do you draft. And we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Now, I will say this. If the Mavs get to uh, the 10th pick tomorrow night and, you know, a guy like uh, Taylor Hendricks, for example, is, exa- is uh, available, that's going to be tough for them to pass on. Now, maybe if that happens, or, or if Jarris Walker, for example, one of those two players, mm-hmm. now maybe if that happens, the value of the 10th pick goes up, and these other teams thinking about trading up to get Lively are like, oh, well, we could trade up to get one of these higher-ranked players too, and maybe the value goes up and the Mavs have something bigger uh, come up on the table. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, regardless, it is going to be a fun night. We're going to be watching it. We're going to uh, come back on here. Probably, it probably won't be uh, tomorrow, but we might try and come back on here sometime Friday. I don't know what your schedule is going to be like then, but uh, we'll try to get back on here and give our reactions to what happened. Uh, and then a week from now, uh, or a week after the draft tomorrow night, uh, free agency 
will be here, and we'll see what happens with Kyrie Irving and his contract, his supposed new contract, uh, and we'll see what else the Mavs can do. There would be some sign-and-trade opportunities there as well. So, mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of Mavs Step Back Podcast. Please be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and it'll ensure you for a chance to win uh, any of our future giveaways. Just uh, put your social media name, your at on there, so we can uh, we can notify you if you do win some of those giveaways. Guys, we appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com